All right, here we go. It is podcasting time. Colin Thomas is here from Essential Maintenance, and we will fix it, Dubai. I'm James Pikeaway. We're at the Rove Hotel, downtown it's Dubai. It's the best place to be, isn't it? I love <laughs> it this studio. It is. I love this hotel, actually, in all <laughs> yeah. honesty. What a great place to be it is. <laughs> we'll be talking DIY and more this morning. So, you know, buckle up and get ready for a whole bunch of fun. And it's it's been a while. It's been a while. It does feel a while as well, I've got to say. There's been lots of has gone on since we last spoke. You know, in the land of podcasting, it hasn't been a while, but when we get to sit down. And and in, in that time, I've had the opportunity to register the misery meter, and I now use the misery meter at home, and the wife goes, misery meter? I said, how much misery are we willing to take before we call, we will fix it, and to do things. And the the last time, we uh, we had a small problem in the kitchen, the kitchen faucet, Mm. was leaking it had been one year it had been replaced by the people who do it at home oh good i was about to say no, I not we, your did guys. A, we did nah. a tap didn't we for you and i was yeah, yeah. Oh, i saw that last oh, night and i meant yeah. to ask you before yeah. we went live yeah no thank no. goodness okay no, so no, it's not was, one of ours no this was my home maintenance guys from my landlord and they came in and they replaced the faucet of yeah. course they put it on wrong and i only realized it recently looking at some pictures going oh that's the way that faucet was actually supposed to be yeah, lovely but but one year in the, I don't even know what you call it. Spout. The spout wouldn't turn anymore. What? Yeah, one year in. And the wife is looking at me, she's going, oh. And so, you know, of course, I try to budge it. Oh, God. Uh, no, I fire a little WD in. Oh, okay, I'm doing no, that's not no, budging. No, I'm, I'm that's trying, I'm trying everything. None of it is working to the point that whoever, you know, the wife or the kids or someone took the spout and they turned it. Oh, no. Now turned the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, now you're in trouble. Yeah, because all I'm thinking is, oh, what's sharp underneath there? There's hoses. There's going to be water. And so at this point, this has now been a few days. Okay. And the wife's going, are you calling Colin or not? <laughs> well, you know, that's actually the least of your worries. And the misery meter was hitting. So mm. that's when I did give you a call. I said, okay, we've got an issue. And your boys came. and Actually, you came. And, and you, you said, okay, we've got one version. Because this is, this is kind of part of the problem here is you can go down to the souk. Yes. And you can shop around and you can look for your different tabs. Yes, you can. Maybe you can go to Ace. I don't know. I've never looked for tabs there. Mm. But... I I think it's easier at home to find faucets and stuff. It is. It is. But then the problem is they all look kind of similar quality-wise. You know, with some things, yeah, yeah. Even, even if you've got a, um, an average eye for it, you can spot it. Yeah. However, when it comes to um, faucets, taps, they all look very, very similar. But the problem is the internals are completely different quality. <laughs> well, and I think that's what happened with yeah. what I owned. It was bad quality to start with. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm absolutely certain because that, that's an error that just shouldn't happen yeah. um, without a doubt. But the conversation that we had was, I've got a nice pretty tap from Groham or I've got a slightly uglier tap from Tredex, but yeah. it is a lot cheaper. And guess what? They were made on the same production line. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, most people won't know this. Yeah. And um, as a result, they will either have substandard quality or they would have to spend the money on it may well be that all they're after is something functional functional that's going to be reliable well that is why we we um we use the tredex range they aren't the most beautiful you know they have the there are the, you know those people who ask for the swan neck tap and we've got swan neck oh, that, tap. that's what we had we had a swan yeah. neck tap which was nice i don't know if i loved it i mean from the day we had it installed 
the wife was kind of humming and hawing about it. And to the day that it died and needed yeah. to be replaced, she was humming and hawing about it. Well, a tap should last you 10 years. Yeah. That's really what I think the, um, the kind of level should be. Now, those brands, we have tested them for 13 years. Uh-huh. And I don't think I've had one Tredex that has gone that we're aware of. And we haven't had one grow hair either. In the early days, when we were trying out all the various brands, we had quite a few back under warranty. <laughs> and um, that's just the reality of, you know, having tried all these since 2008, yeah. it's, it's just something where, right, okay, we stick to these now because we know them. We know them inside out and we're confident in what we're selling. There, there are so many parts in a faucet that can go wrong. I mean, you've got seals galore in them. It gets yep. hot. Water gets really hot here. Yeah. Around the world, you get hot, cold. There's movement happening. I'm... You know, when water starts leaking from it, you're mm. you're in danger zone. Now, back in the day, those valves you could take apart quite comfortably. Well, that's it. I and I remember back in the day yeah. being able to do that, and I was looking at it, going, "Okay, I can fix this." Mm. And then I'm going, oh, "It doesn't come apart." Exactly. <laughs> well, the reason is a lot of them don't, <laughs> yeah. and if they do, they come apart so badly that actually you've destroyed it. Yeah. And and you're gone. So these days, unfortunately, it's part of that whole um, disposable. Yeah. approach to things that means that and, and unfortunately it's better to re, uh, replace rather than attempt to repair and also the reality and it's a nasty reality but it's the truth which is it takes time to get something apart we don't like it because um there is a very high probability that we're going to break it as we uh, uh. separate it and if you imagine the labor that goes into it because we've got to get the right size parts and they're not universal anymore because back <laughs> in the day it was designed to be repaired now yeah. it's not so therefore even when we do split it there's a very good chance we wouldn't have the spare parts anyway or be able to get them so therefore we replace now the other classic is back in the day it used to be that the thread that is um holding that um, tap faucet onto the worktop was a metal thread right these days it's nylon Oh, no. no so no. in the situation where you've gone through the it's not turning anymore now the whole tap's turning Highly likely that you've also split the nylon thread. Yeah. And at that point, you're gone. Doesn't think, matter what I think the got. Tredex is metal still. I could be wrong. But you I'm, know what? I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty sure when I saw them putting it in, it was, it was a mm, metal housing. But I, I don't know that, bizarrely. Yeah, I think I can't it, remember. You, you know what it was, was really. Oh, wait a second. I do know this. It is. It's a metal thread. However, the locking nut is nylon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the way that we normally <laughs> um, work around that is um, thread locker. If that's uh, if yeah. we're lucky and we've caught it early enough, then um, the traditional thread locker, the red um, the red Loctite thread locker, um, put that on there and it will hold. But there are no guarantees for how long. Here's here's something that I think people forget, and your guys are great because they came in, they took a look at the sink, and. First thing they say is this, you've had this sink a long time. Like it's, it's very clear that this is a 24 year old sink. Thank you. Yes. Well, there was good quality 24 years ago and hence this is why I still have it. I'm, I'm, I much prefer that than new stuff. The challenge, and this is something to think about when you're replacing your own faucets and stuff is out of the box, they're made to go into, you know, they, they should fit anything. Yeah. But my sink is pretty thin. Ah, and so this is red. Well, exactly. So this is where I was very happy that your boys came because they have the truck full. I call it the mystery wagon (laughs) and it's just full of everything. And they start putting it in and they realize, oh, 
the, we've got a problem here. Yeah. And they went out to the truck and they brought in a block that yeah. is made for sinks that fits in. Mm. I don't know if they sell those at Hayes. I don't know if they sell them at SpeedX. I don't know if they sell them at no, regular plumbing stores. No. And, and I'm thinking, if I'm installing this myself, I get it in there, and now I'm I'm trying to shim it. I'm trying yes. to do all sorts of things, and I'm doing a dog's breakfast of a bodge job. Um, it's an internal joke that we, we, we have about our plumbing vans, and that is that they always drive uphill. <laughs> um, they've got more spare parts than the rest of our teams put together. And, you know, all of our teams carry spare parts, but the amount that our plumbing teams insist on, it got so ridiculous that actually I had to uh, get them to do a stock count. Oh, no. And um, we had to... I traded a compromise with them, which was, if you genuinely think that you need this part, then you can have it. <laughs> However, you can't have 60 of them. <laughs> you know, 10 can just about handle. But to give you an idea, it was about 22,000, 23,000 dirhams worth of stock alone. It was in these plumbing vans. And um, yeah, that's just not economic to work with. So the boys got their wings clipped slightly. Well, here is another issue. They, they put in the new faucet. They get it all installed. They're now installing the hoses, flexi, flexi hoses, which are the bane of my existence right now. And I'm, I'm a little nervous, and we'll talk about flexi hoses mm. in a second. That was a whole other issue I, I got in touch with you with. Yeah. But they, they're plugging in the hoses. They're getting it going, and then they're doing their testing. One of the hoses has got a leak. Out of the, and this is the factory hose. And they're looking at it. They're going, this doesn't usually happen. No, that's but really, the, really rare. And fortunately... Because they've got the mystery machines full of stock, they went out to the they went out to the van, bring in a plastic bag with a brand new hose in that they could replace. And I'm going, if that had been me, I would be trundling back to the hardware store to find another hose, and it would be like, oh, really? But they they had it. It's it's one of the things that we we do pride ourselves on, and also when we don't have it, we've got a team of seven now that are just working on sourcing and pick and drop. Man, that's a so lot of people. It is a lot of people. But you need it. I mean, yeah. the whole reality of it. And those guys absolutely graft. They are flat out all day. And um, it's the only way. It is the only way. And especially now we operate without uh, the, the, the 5,000 square foot warehouse that we used to have. We still have um, storage space. Um, do you miss do you miss having the five thousand square foot warehouse? Just, no, 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 no. The truth of the matter is, most of it had been there since the very early days yeah. um, of the company. It was a dumping ground. It was. It was just a dumping <laughs> ground. So we still have that issue, but gradually we're getting it cleaned out and cleaned out and cleaned out. I think we're on like our fifth or sixth iteration now mm. to actually get it for fast moving stock and everything else needs to go. But um, again, there's a bit of a Filipino mentality, which is, oh, no, we can fix that later. And um, hence it gets dumped in a corner or where they think I won't find it, <laughs> which is always, I know exactly where they're hiding things. So these days I can, I can get it where they, and they, they're, they're starting to cotton on. He's going to find it. So on that basis, let's just get rid of it now. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about these flexi hoses because they've, oh, yeah. they've turned into the bane of my existence. Now I'm actually a little worried mm. and I, I need to do a tour of my, my place and check all of my hot water tanks because a few weeks back, this is when I called you actually, mm. yes. a few weeks back, I wake up, typical thing, you know, five o'clock in the morning and open the door and I hear water running. Oh, I hate that. And I'm going... But it's five o'clock in the morning. So I, I look out, mm. there's no lights on, no one's up. Go into the washroom and there is a a cascade of water 
coming from the ceiling. It's like, oh, you have got to be joking me. Imagine if you were on holiday. Well, that's it. And now, it, and I'm going to tell you the other piece of this in a second. Mm. But so, you know, obviously, this is 24 years of experience with these things. So turn off the water. Then I, I lift the roof up and I, you know, take the ceiling tiles out and I l- take a look and they're, they're, they're done. So fortunately I always, I now have a supply of those at home as well. Good idea. <laughs> and, and you know, the thing is my, my bodger guys who come and do it for my landlord, these ceiling tiles are not expensive. No, they're not. Why don't they have a box of them in their vehicle and they just replace them for you and charge me five times the price? Like, I don't get it. Like, that's what I would do if I was them. Yeah. You know, instead of 10 dirhams, charge me 50 dirhams each and say, well, you know, it's, it's carrying fee and not getting them broken fee. Mm. And, and would I pay it? Of course I would. Yes. It's, it's an interesting one. That, I mean, yeah. we have them in most of our DIY vans. Yeah. Um, but again, the issue is the wastage rate. Right. Because if you imagine the, uh, the main sandwich is yeah. um, just literally plaster of Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we do end up with huge wastage rates on yeah. this. So I, I take off the thing and I take, and suddenly I'm looking and I'm going, I don't see any water leaking here. So I go and turn the tap back on and again, hose ruptured right at the connection point. Yeah. Right at the metal connection point. Water's flying everywhere. Now, there, there, fortunately, this one is right over a bathtub. So there was water, but you know what was oh, interesting is the water was actually firing up towards the concrete ceiling, ah. which was interesting because while there was water coming into the tub, there was a lot of water not coming into the tub. Ooh. Yeah. And so I noticed it when I went outside is water, the water was going down the concrete wall somehow, and there must be a gap somewhere Uh, because I have Iranian tiles on the outside of my villa Mm. and the Iranian tiles were wet. Wow. Yeah. That's what I said. And that would take a long while to dry out. That's yes, it has. And I was, all I was saying was, man, if this is winter, if Mm. we go, if we went down to freezing, Oh yeah, all those tiles would have, all those bricks would Blown have blown off. And I just kept, yeah. kept wondering, where'd the water go? Like, obviously, it got mm. absorbed by this, but where else was it going? So I've been, you know, I was checking down in my laundry room and things. Yeah, it has to be going into the slab. There's no other, yeah. other route for it to go yeah. or, or walls. But again, if yeah. you've got those running tiles on the outside, then it, it's unlikely that the majority is going yeah. through those. No, they were soaked. They it was, and it took weeks for yeah. them to dry out. Like that's how much water was yeah, in there. I'm not surprised. That's quite a classic. So the difficulty with um, with hoses is, um, again, they all look the same. It's, they do. it's oh. like taps. They well, all look the I, same. I instantly got in touch with you and I said, okay, because yeah. this is something I could change myself. Mm, of course. Easy enough. And it's which one to get. Yes. And I'm pretty convinced the ones that were on there were not of the best quality to start with. So They looked like they were, mm. but I don't think they were. So in Dubai, there's three standard qualities. If it is just gray weave, that is the lowest quality that you can find. Which one of the hardware stores wanted to sell me? He said, yeah, these will work. And I'm going, I don't think so. (laughs) There is a very well-known hardware brand in Dubai that stocks those. Yeah. If the buyer knew what he was buying, he wouldn't have bought um, stock those in a month of Sundays, without a doubt. Uh, So the next one up has a red and blue fleck. Yes. The problem is the top one has a red and blue fleck as well. Yes. The difference is the label that is on it. And also it used to have a hologram, but they've taken the hologram off, oh. which is a bit ridiculous. So you have to look really, really carefully to make sure that it's got the brand sticker on. Right. And the brand is Philnox by Mate You. Okay. That sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and they're made in Spain. So they haven't, so far, the mid-spec one has not actually 
copied that final little bit. Mm. But again, we now and again we get a bad batch, yeah. and um, but you know we've probably had that twice in the last what fourteen odd years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we keep a really close eye on it. But again, if you imagine the majority of these uh, flexible hoses are not designed for the six to ten bars of pressure that they may well get within a Dubai property under sustain if you imagine they're always under pressure yeah. so as a result they will they will blow at some point without a doubt but that point that you mentioned which was um uh, very near uh, the fixing and it, it's at the crimp point it, it's exactly where it was yeah. yeah yeah so the way that the crimp works is it doesn't give it equal pressure all the way around it gives crimp locations that are tighter uh, than others well over time that is operating against the the rubber which is inside the um the supporting metal braid and uh, it's going to go through. That's yeah. going to how, how it is, and especially if they're not using particularly good uh, manufacturing processes. So we've learned over the years, don't skimp on flexible hoses. Well, and the, the next thing that I did is, so I replaced the one that was suspect. Yeah. I replaced the other one as well. Good idea. Because I've, I was using Carlite sensibilities. Yeah. Change one headlight, one headlight goes, the other one's going to go. Absolutely. And I just thought, if one hose is, is dodgy, yeah. Although the other one probably isn't under as much pressure, it's also going to be, it's, it's got the same lifespan on it. Yep. So I changed them both. They were both not so flexible. So they had been. Because if you imagine, so the hot side, so the cold side has more pressure, right. but the hot side has the heat. So that effect will, will be very, very similar anyway. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. Now, so the problem is at this point, everything is working well. I'm very happy. And there was a pressure relief valve on this hot water tank. So I'm thinking you guys must have installed it because usually the guys who do this, the work at my place don't install those things. So I'm sure. What? <laughs> I'm sure they James. don't. I'm sure they don't because I always get them installed after. But I'm sure they don't. Well, they come with the, yeah. oh my goodness. I, I had one. That's lethal. Yeah, I had one years ago that didn't have one on it. I had to get one installed. I don't know how it was possible. Okay, so for those at home that um, that aren't fully aware about water heaters <laughs> and this kind of thing, which is totally fair enough, imagine a pressure cooker. We've all had a pressure cooker. Do you remember, oh, well, back in the day anyway, do you remember on the top of the pressure cooker is the equivalent of the pressure relief valve? I don't know yeah. what they call it in pressure cooking because I'm not really much of a it's chef. It's probably called the pressure relief valve. Yeah, 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 that one, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, if you imagine, if you don't have that pressure cooker goes bang yeah now the same with a water heater the only fa- reason why you know they haven't gone yeah. bang immediately is because if if they've put the thermostat in a lower point there is not enough boiling pressure to right. actually create the explosion yeah okay but it is lethal and they usually come with them too so oh yes absolutely yeah, yeah, they yeah. do so it's utterly lethal to ever install a water heater without yeah. a pressure relief valve. Here's my question, back to the back to the hoses. Yes. Given that I've had this issue, so this is like for uh, you know homeowners and renters. Yeah. I've had the issues with the hose. Now I'm questioning, should I be checking my other hot water heaters to see maybe it's just time I replace the hoses? Okay, so... How the- do I know if they're starting to go? You don't. Yeah, that's a problem, so isn't it? So you've got to work it out on in terms of... Um, were they the original ones at the property? So 24 no. years old. Yeah, no. Everything's been changed. No. Everything's been changed. Multiple times. Do you have knowledge over uh, which ones were changed when? I, I mean, within a reasonable thing. You know, like the one... the So the the kitchen's okay at this point because it's been changed. Yes. This, this washroom that we're talking about, it's okay because now I've changed them. The master washroom probably hasn't had anything done on that hot water tank in five years. 
Okay. Well, if you imagine, the way it should work is um, when the hot water tank fails, which should be between three and five years, that's the standard kind of timing yeah, you get out so of a, um, a hot might, water tank. It might be at the getting ready to fail time. Yeah. Then, <laughs> at that moment when it fails, anyone who's got any knowledge whatsoever will replace the flexible hoses at the yeah. same time. Yeah. But again, what are they replacing it with? Because at that point, it's margin. Yeah, because most people won't be charging you additionally for it. Like, oh, yes, yeah. an all-in charge by yeah, yeah. So, um, in that situation, unless they are offering you a warranty, now will it? Will the low-quality one go in one year? Unlikely. But if somebody's prepared to offer that warranty, they've thought through yeah. the quality of the parts they're installing. So there's more chance to do that. But again, have a look, see whether there's stickers on there. And um, Phil Knox from Mate You is the brand you want. I thought it was interesting, my, my neighborhood hardware guy, when I went in and showed him what I wanted, he wouldn't sell me the, the, the first place. The guy wanted to sell me anything, and I walked away. Yeah. I just said, it said, you know what, no. Yeah. So I went to the guy I usually go to, which is, it sounds a lot like your Satwa guy. Yes. And, right. and I walked in and the guy knows me and, mm. and he sort of said, I, I told him what I needed and he said, okay, there's, there's a, a variety, but you want this one. Yeah. And I said, cost. And he gave me the cost and he says, there's cheaper, mm. but you want this one. Yeah. And the other, and the, the a couple other guys there who were repair guys, I guess they were just laughing because they, they realized that, yeah, we're getting, you're getting the good quality as opposed to the yeah. bad quality that a lot of people are buying because just p- for cost. And the thing is, those hoses aren't expensive. No. <laughs> They're so but, inexpensive. Yeah. But these are double yeah. the, uh, the cost of the cheap ones. Yeah. Yeah. But they are still inexpensive even and it's that, total false economy. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's the problem with Dubai, which is there are so many contractors that are trying, all they've got is price to compete on. So, therefore, every five dirhams counts, and to them, that five dirhams is critical. So, they will install the worst quality they can find if they can save a dirham. Well, and and we're in a a situation now, uh, Glenn, Powerworks Garage, he's just moved. You've got a lot of people moving right now. Where have you gone to? Uh, close to his, the kids' school. Oh, awesome! That's yeah, so news. I don't know what that area is called, but yeah. it's it's literally walking distance to the oh, school. Fantastic! So, it, but it, it's it's that whole thing. Prices are going up. Yes, landlords are are increasing rents, so people are moving out. Mm. That's a time when people don't realize when was stuff changed, what needs to be fixed, what's yeah. going, and it it just starts that whole cycle again. Yeah, absolutely. And when people are moving because rents are going up, what's the first thing you don't spend as much money on? Your repairs. Yeah. It's true. And we're on the end of that. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's such a difficult scenario right now, but then we're, we're almost on the end of it in all different, in all different <laughs> scenarios, because you got the other one, which is rent prices are down. Well, rent prices are down because people don't have the money in their pocket. When they don't have the money in their pocket, they aren't going to spend on maintenance. So we've definitely picked the wrong uh, industry to get involved with, but th- these are all the things that we deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and the fluctuation in rents, I mean, with, as more properties come on the market, it's it's a crazy it's a crazy dynamic that yeah. exists. Yeah, we had a uh, we've got a classic one directly opposite us. It's a um, the same type of villa as ours, and I think I've spoken about it once or twice before. Uh, but it's in it's in much worse condition now. Now we've re- uh, renovated it. A year ago, we were just aghast when the price was double what we were paying wow. for ours. And fair enough, we're on a long term contract, and we renovated it and various other bits. But uh, he threw out that tenant after a year to get another 80000 on it. And you're like, that's, that's just wrong. And I'm sure if they'd have fought it, they would have won. 
because that is not allowed. Um, yeah. And and anyone listening, please fight it because um, the uh, rearer is very positive towards tenants on the whole. Mm. And whilst there is a loophole now that I'm not going to explain, landlords have to find it, and to find it, they're doing a, a, a very a very good job to find it. So take them to rearer, and they will stick to the rearer rent calculator unless the landlord finds this little loophole. Yeah. Okay. Oh, frustrating. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've got a year and a half. I've got the most amazing landlords. I am desperately hoping, if I was them, I would not give us a sensible rent. Yeah. But I think there are more, they're less about the uh, the money and more about the guarantee and the know, uh, knowing that it is being renovated as we go is is i think quite important to them so i'm hoping i'm i'm hoping because <laughs> it could well be that we're we'd completely priced out the ranches and we've been there since 2009 oh, so we're desperately well, upset I've, I've been in my place 24 years it is getting to the point where it's going to need some renovation yeah my landlord knows this mm. but my my landlord has been great because we've been good tenants yes of course and well it's the his, same with us his his mindset is Better to have good tenants, and I'll keep giving them a decent rate, because I've got good tenants as opposed to having horrible tenants yeah. and moving people in and out every two, three, five years, and then having to deal with you know the, the upside is they get to renovate every two, three, five years. Yes. The the downside is you've got new tenants, you've got new headaches, and they don't have any headaches with me. But also think about the that so uh, you get to renovate every two, three, five years. There's a cost associated with <laughs> yeah. that, and you've got the demands from each tenant yes. to, to deal with in that situation. So you know what? You're not yeah. making that much more. No. And maybe you will for a year. Yeah. Well, well done you for one year. Get ready for an empty property. Yeah, exactly. And I see those around us. There's, yeah. there's, again, there's, there's people moving in and out, and yeah. it's, it's crazy. No, I totally agree. We'll, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to sign up for another, another long stint again. What, you, you, we've just come off a little bit of vacation. You suggested that you uh, turned your pool into a Mountain Dew commercial? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this actually happened two and a half weeks ago. And it actually came, this will come as no surprise whatsoever, due to the marital dynamic. Okay. okay. Yeah, go back into previous podcasts and listen to the pool pump story. And if you've yes. been listening to this podcast over the last four, five, six years, the Natalie and Colin dynamic is is unique. Is, it it is it is a real life story. That this yes. is something to be written here. So we decided that when we um, when Tom, our pool guy, went back to training world class divers, amazing. Yeah. Um, instead of cleaning the pools, which he was doing during the pandemic, we decided we would look after it ourselves. <laughs> now to do this effectively, who's we? Who's the we? No, no, both of us did actually. No, this was a, this was an agreed decision. But but who's the we? Who's of the we? Who's the we doing the work? Is this well, this is where I'm getting to. So we decided that we would. Um, uh, divide the work that was required whereby I did the cleaning and the mechanical and Natalie did the chemical. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that had been working really well for four or five months. Then the pool just got a little bit cloudy. Oh, and yeah. We were looking at it and going, hmm, wonder what this is. And we both Googled it and uh, we were like, okay, well, well, we'll shock the pool. So yeah. we shot the pool. And nothing really changed. Uh-oh. And then at that point, I, when I was cleaning it, so I'm cleaning it on filter and the vacuuming stage. Yeah, yeah. And it's starting to throw the dirt that's in the bottom of the pool back through the yeah. jets again. Yeah. So at that point, we're like, read right up on that. And we're like, oh, right, dodgy sand. Our sand's been in for too long in the sand filter. 
So I got my boys out. I'm like, have you ever done the sand filter before? <laughs> no. <laughs> right, I've looked at this YouTube video. Anyway, they <laughs> aced it. An hour and a half for 150 kilos. We've got the biggest filter known to man. <laughs> 150 kilos of sand went in it. That's an industrial filter. Oh, yeah, and more. It's not a home pool. Well, no, the pump's not a home pump either, to be fair. Um, Because if you're going to buy, I always like to buy one size bigger. And they, oh, you know, we've got the one, we haven't got the 1.5, we've only got the two. Yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) So it's double what it's supposed to be. Actually, the pump is so strong that the sand filter, which is a very, very well-known brand, and, you know, on the the top end of the quality scale, now flexes when the pump comes on. (laughs) Love it. Uh, So... We've got the situation whereby, all right, we'll replace the uh, the sand. So sand's done. The boys nailed it. I'm like, yeah, well done. I knew you could do it. And then um, I went back to clean it again. So I did the whole backwash and yeah, the, yeah. Um, um, you know, the rinsing out so that the sand is ready to go. Yeah. And then it would probably, so we put it back on filter and yeah, we'll find still still a bit cloudy though. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking, right, I obviously need to clean the pool again. So I clean the pool again. Out the jets, it's still doing the same thing. So, at that point, read up again. Right, shock it again. So, at this point, I shocked it. It's a lot of chlorine you're shocking with at this point. Oh, we, we've got epic here. Honestly, this, <laughs> this that is the cleanest this, water in the world. Well, no, it's, it's, it's more like this could melt children in a second and a half. We're at that stage. So, I've shocked it again and nothing happens. Uh-oh. At which point, Natalie goes, it's definitely not the chemicals. <laughs> and I go, it's definitely not the cleaning. <laughs> Okay. Now, at this point, we're up to... Did, did it... Now, just pause for a second. Oh, right. did, did it occur to call the old pool guy who's the diving instructor just to ha- ask a question? We get there. Okay. We do get there. So it took a while, though. We, no, we're way behind. No, it's a long while. Okay, I'll try and get this edited no, no. a little bit more. No, keep going. It's, I was just right. curious. I okay, just... so this... We're now at about nine days ago where Dad turns up now. So my dad has got. Your a, dad's the engineer. Well, no, he's not. He's a fast jet test pilot, but he might, oh, okay. might no, as well your, be an your engineer. Your father-in-law is oh, the father-in-law is the, is your the engineer. father is your father is the one who helped you buff out the the rims on your Range Rover that you rented that time. Correct. In, yes. Okay, gotcha. Okay, but on top of that, he used to have a holiday home in France, which had a very difficult to manage pool. So at that point, <laughs> he's in, an expert. Ed, well, no, really, he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, dad, dad, as far as he's concerned, is uh, well. No, that's not true. He will teach himself so that he is yeah. as good as any expert that walks through the door. So yeah. that way you can have a sensible conversation. So he takes one look at it and goes, it's the chemicals. At which point, <laughs> Natalie loses her. <laughs> it is not good. It's really not good. Okay. So then... The, the, I, I, in my mind, I have a slow motion video of, of you reaching and handing your father a crash helmet. It's, and it's that moment of, <laughs> no! no! But he didn't know who was doing what, so we're in deep trouble here. At which point I thought I have to retrieve this. So I'm like, oh no, Dad, we've, we've shocked it, we've shocked it, we've shocked it. it it's, all, it's all done. He said, oh, well, the only other possibility is uh, the multi-selector. I'm like, oh yeah, it's probably the multi-selector then. Okay, so he then, bless him, takes apart the multi-selector... Um, so he rebuilt it. Yeah, well, I was busy doing car stuff, so he yeah. he's like, I'm, I'll just have a crack on with that. And then um, he looked at it, and actually, that's not true. I then came back at that point, and um, he's like, Yeah, the only thing I can find is that the dowel pin that holds the um, uh, the handle on is uh, has come out of one side, um, and therefore I'm not totally sure it fully closes, but it looks okay to me. 
So I took one look at it, and actually, finally, I actually was able to do something. Um, and I said, yeah, I've got a C-clamp that will sort that out. So I set it all up. Two is get the dowel perfectly back in. He's like, blimey, son, you've learned something since I saw you. And I always forget the fact that I'm back to being the apprentice. Yes. You know? Yeah. I hate that moment. Anyway, but I, I showed him. I showed him. We got it back in. Uh, so that all went back together. Perfectly happy with it again. That's all fine. And, um, and then we had one really hot day last week where it went from being cloudy to literally mountain dew in the space of 24 hours oh no yeah really bad so at that point dad's looking at it i'm looking at it natalie's looking at it and i'm like i told him by that whatever you don't mention the chemicals don't mention the chemicals so when i'm in trouble i did what i always do which is i took a picture and i put it on the british dad's group Uh and uh, at that point what generally happens is um, that you get kind of a mixture of um, communication. The first bit of communication was lots of people going, better call we will fix it. They can deal with that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. Be fair. All right, there you go. Oh, no. That's bad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That, that. Okay. So we got through all the, um, the we will fix it type comments. And then um, we went to, oh, call Tom. Tom can deal with this. <laughs> So which was, yeah, I bloody know Tom can do all this, but Tom is now training world-class divers rather than dealing with my pool. So, um, and then everybody said, it's algae. It's definitely algae. I'm like, it's green. I kind of know it's algae, but yeah. uh, but what do we do? Anyway, Tom then sends a message saying, because he's on British Stars as well, saying, do you need me? I'm like, <laughs> yes. Well, that's a logical one, but I actually decided, <laughs> I actually decided, you know what, Tom? One way or the other, I'm going to learn. So whilst I do need you, I don't want you to come. I want you to to, to just give me a little a little bit of guidance. No, no, no. You, you have him come and you stand over his shoulder learning from him as the apprentice. Yes, yeah. but then, then <laughs> I don't think you learn enough that way. Yeah, I, okay? I, I think at this point you'd be learning a lot. So then what he said is, <laughs> ignore everything that you've seen on British Dads. Don't listen to them. All you need is Fossout 3XL. And I went, Fossout 3XL? What's that? He said, it's magic. I'm like, Tom, are you sure? Come on, I'm, I'm under the cosh here. Fossout 3XL. Go get it. So, so wh- wh- where do you get this stuff? Well, apparently from the pool store. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I went down to Mac Pools, which is the poolstore.ae, by the way, if anybody needs it. Um, I got out the car. I took three steps and then went face first. Have you seen the state <laughs> of that? Oh, man, what happened? I've done my knee. I've done <laughs> my hand. I've done my elbow. Right. Al Coos, you know how um, they yeah. don't have the centralized sewer system and yes. instead they've got all the grates. Yeah. And the grates overflow and then it all sinks. Yeah. I tripped because I was looking at the, the door, which had moved. I tripped over one of those, but I absolutely flew. Both sets of glasses went flying down the road. There's like, I reckon there was about 30 people that were still working on the doors that were there. They all gasped. Now, when those guys gasp, you know it's bad. Okay? Pick myself up, walk in the door, and then at that point, there are four people who've already got the first aid kit ready. I'm like, oh, I've really done it this time. Well, That's, that's a serious gash. Well, thank you. I'm very proud of it. But... Because it's a serious gash, and I've just done this to being an absolute idiot, of course, I refuse the first aid. <laughs> Do not worry. It's only a scratch, he said, with only half of his arm left. 
I will be able to deal with this when I head straight home after this. I wasn't going straight home. However, the whole point was, having done this, there's no way that I can accept anything until I've got the stuff that I need and away we go. So then I had the conversation with them. Do you know what Foss Out 3XL is? I went, oh, Foss Out 3XL. Yeah, of course, it's on the shelf over there. I'm like, how did I not know about this sooner? So I went to get my Foss Out 3XL. This bottle is tiny. It's literally, yeah. it's, it's like that. Okay. okay? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that ain't going to do it. You've got the big one. I'm like, no, no, I'm really sorry. The 1.6 um, kilogram one is out of stock and has been for a long time. I'm like, well, how many of these do I need? How many times, how many pulls are you, are you doing this on? I'm like, one. They said, you need a fifth of this tiny little bottle. And you're no, going, no, it's, yeah. it's quite a big pull. It's nine, nine, nine meters by four. As I said, a fifth of the bottle. <laughs> How can this work? So I'm literally dropping. It might as well be a couple of thimblefuls. Yeah. And this is going to solve my Mountain Dew pool. What's Mountain Dew, sir? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> now, the other thing, James, is because of this marital dynamic, I knew what was going to happen when I got home. I'm going to get home. I'm going to show her my thimbleful of container. And she's going to go, Oh, shut up. <laughs> you stupid man. They've gone and sold you a kipper here. So I got home and uh, I showed it to Natalie and she went, Oh, you stupid man. They've gone and sold you a kipper here. So I'm like, at least you prepared yourself. Oh, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. So I went and I, um, I dropped the thimblefuls into the pool and nothing happened. And I'm like, Oh, my goodness. Tom, I thought you knew what was going on. So I kind of gave up on it at that point. I was like, oh, God, here we go. And then, um, so that was mid-afternoon. Mid-afternoon, yeah. Anyway, we woke up the next morning. Magic. Everything's gone. It's like clear apart from, obviously, there's, there's stuff on the, uh, the what's it that I need to hear out. But I'm like, what is this stuff? No, seriously, if you imagine, imagine concentrated bleach, which was what some of the other people were suggesting. I mean, absolute lunacy. But concentrated bleach to get out that amount of algae from that kind of quantity of, uh, of water. I think I worked it out. I did work it out, but is it on the phone? Part of my calculation was how much water was in it. And I think I got to over 20,000 gallons. So is this just right a, a super concentrated algicide? There's more to it than that, apparently. There's additional bits because they, they cover off um, basically all of your possibilities. Did, have you heard about water lock? No. Me neither. Okay, so apparently this is a thing. But again, it was on Brit British Dads. And it was actually lock. from a friend of mine. So, But he might have been sold a, he might have been sold a dodgy one here because they um, his guys made him get rid of all of his water and get brand new in. Oh, yeah. no. But they said yeah. that water lock is basically a situation whereby um, your water can no longer react to the chemical which has been added to it because it's locked. Uh. Sounds like BS to me, doesn't it? Does it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we don't know whether it's true or not because, um, as it turns out, the um, the Foss three XL or whatever it's called, Foss Out three XL, yeah. did it. Um, but See, I don't I, have so, that. I don't have that problem with the old hot tub because every now and then I do drain out the water. But my hot tub's not giant, and the hot tub repairman who does come, who has come in the last twenty four years, three times, has said he loves my hot tub because a it's vintage. Oh, and, it's awesome. And yeah. b 
unlike the new ones, it's really easy to drain the water out. <laughs> and he says, and honestly, there's not that much water. Mm. So if he shows up and I need to get him to do something, I can have the water drained out in about six minutes, which he thinks is amazing. I that just, is amazing. I just use some ace buckets. He says, there's a valve, but I said, it's faster if you just do this. And he's going, it is really fast doing this. Well, actually, thanks to my ridiculous pub, draining my pool is really quick as well. <laughs> so you, you recommend so, the Fossex, by the way. It worked. My goodness, it works. Yeah, I mean, it's it's horrendously expensive. That little bottle was 170 dirhams. Wow. I know, which is crazy for that, but it really did work. So uh, now we are back in the good books, and um, I think I've uh, I've gained a little bit of credibility back oh, um, good. from both Natalie and my, my dad. Uh, which is kind of important because it, it was very much waning beforehand. Yeah. And the pool's looking spectacular. Well, it would have been if I'd done the next stage, <laughs> oh. which is oh, the additional hoover, but I just ran out of time. Oh, no, you got so, you got to suck up all the junk. I know, I know, but I've been, no, when I say busy, I actually mean I went beetle racing last night instead of doing it. So, as a result, that still needs to happen. But the other thing that was fascinating was so many people said that when you're shocking a pool, and, and for those people that don't know, shocking a pool basically means giving it loads of chlorine, um, and uh, they say that, A, the bit that I should have known, which I, I didn't, was don't do it during the day because exactly. it's, uh, the, the sun sunlight burns it will off, burn yeah. it off. Um, so I know that now. And the second one was um, that for shocking, normally, unless it is just a, a, a routine shocking where you don't have an issue, if you have an issue, you're supposed to do it twice, yeah. and then the second one is 24 hours later. Is this something that in yeah, you know yeah. Northern America, because there are more pools around, people know more about this? Maybe. Because you're, you're nodding away yeah, like yeah. this is all being perfectly we, normal for we you. We had pools in our backyard forever, so. See, in England, you'd never have one ever. Oh, okay. So people have a backyard pool, they have an upright pool, all those things you see that people, lots, everyone has a pool. I mean, What's an with, upright pool? One of those ones that's not in ground. Oh, I get you. Yeah, the yes, above ground, above ground. ones. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we never did. We had a paddling pool if we were lucky. Okay. For, which was like yeah. you know, a metre by a metre and a half. It's like you've made it when you've got an in-ground pool in your backyard. You have made it. Well, the problem is in <laughs> where we lived, that would have been ice. So, right. Um, well, then you've you got to drain the water. You've got to winterize it. So I guess drain the water. You don't drain all the water. You drain it down below the skimmer. You clear out all the mm. pump pump pipes. Yeah. And But you still have a bottom skimmer. So I guess we sealed that off or something. I can't remember how we did In that. my hometown, if people knew we had a swimming pool, we get targeted by vandals and thieves. Uh, okay. Yeah, they, that would not end well. Yeah. However, now I have learned my lesson. I feel like I'm getting so much more knowledge on what I'm doing. Well, here's a good one. My brother, Joey Woo Woo, is how he goes by because yes. he finishes off most every sentence with Woo Woo. That's brilliant. He says, Joey Woo Woo. His name is not Joey, and there is no woo-woo in his name, but he goes by Joey Woo-woo. He's got a, a backyard pool, heating. He's got a wood-burning stove. Oh, awesome. That runs the water oh, through yes. it. yes. And he's got all sorts of this terrible cedar out in his backyard. He just burns that stuff. The creosote's crazy, but he just burns <laughs> He just burns the cedar and stuff in this oh, wood-burning wow. stove and heats up his pool. That's beyond cool. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's that. got like a full manifold in it where the water just runs around oh, it. That's so much better than the, the, the cost of my 23 kilowatt heater. Oh, man. It, uh, actually, we run very, very rarely and takes a day to heat it. Yeah. So um, I much prefer a solution like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, there's, there there's something else you put in here that I, I didn't look up. The Gruffus 
Grunfuss. Oh, the Grunfuss Scala Two. What is this all about? Because you, right. It's got it's got the 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 pressure kit built into it, and yeah. I'm instantly thinking, this sounds good. Right, it is actually, and this kind of came out of. So why do we need? So so give us the background though. What what's going yes. on? Yes, pump pressure kit. What are we talking about? Okay, so uh, we all know that the pump basically creates the pressure to put the water around the house. Right. So but, in the UAE, this is kind of a weird thing, unlike many other parts yes. of the world where. I mean, in, in, in Europe, you don't, in England, you don't. No, no. we're pressurized from the grid. Yeah, Canada, the same thing. We're pressurized from the thing. Here, the pressure coming out of the wall, out of, out of the main feed. 0.5 bar. Yeah. So that's really, really low. So therefore, we put it into a storage tank before a pump at your home will yeah. then get it to the pressure that you need to come through a tap. Yep. So the pump itself will create that pressure, but it won't turn, um, turn itself on or off. You need a pressure kit to right. do that. Okay. Now the issue is that's another part to fail, and they do fail normally every three or three to five yeah. years on the whole maximum. I wait for it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you literally you can almost time it, can't yeah, you? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so the Grunfoss, which to give people an idea, Grunfoss is like the, I'd say Ferrari, but it's way more reliable than that. What's more reliable? The Lexus. There we go. It's the Lexus of the pump world. You're okay? driving a Lexus now, right? No, I'm driving an Infinity. Oh, that's okay. another story. Um, <laughs> but you like the Infinity, or you I did? Adore my Infinity. Yeah, that's I adore that's my another Infinity. thing that Natalie's doesn't want you to say anymore, right? That you love your Infinity. Well, no, she's more irritated by the other six cars. <laughs> that's really where the problems occur. But no, the Infinity, she's all right with. Okay, back to the Lexus. Right, back to the pumps. Lexus of all pumps, which is the Grunfoss. Okay, so a Grunfoss. What a great name, too. Yeah, it is. I don't know where it's from, actually. But their gear is just yeah, as good as it German, gets. doesn't it? Grunfoss. So. As you well know, my favorite customer, Nargis, who lives around the corner yes. from you, uh, we installed uh, uh, a Grunfoss pump in 2008, and we replaced it for another one last year. Wow. Yeah. Just great. And actually, it was still working just fine. It just got very noisy. Yeah. And we had the option of just replacing the bearings. She said, look, it's done well. <laughs> so let's just let's just do the same again so that's exactly what we did um but anyway they're just renowned as really good quality pumps a complete pain to be able to get them primed uh, but once you do they're, they're they're good for decades they really are um so the Grunfoss scholar 2 is is quite something because it is an integrated pressure kit so all you have is just the hoses coming in and out yeah now the nice thing about it is because it is integrated into the pump, and the pump is designed to last for 10 to 15 years, the pressure kit is to the same quality as well. Oh, man. So it's like a fit and forget type yeah. scenario. But equally, to plumb it in is ridiculously easy because you've only got two pipes, yeah. one to come in, one to come out. The other thing it does that most pumps do is it's self-priming. So they therefore, like even if you've got a pump underground, all you do is connect it up and boom, through it comes and away it goes. And it is not actually that much more expensive. So why wouldn't everyone be using a Grunfoss? Because it's big, and you oh. can't try to fit it into the location that you need. Yeah. can be quite difficult. And also, the outright expenditure initially, although it's not much more, people always go for the cheapest option. Yeah. You know, So it's a difficult one. So we are in the process of getting these uh, Grunfoss Scala 2s to be available for our overnight teams especially so ah. our out of hours yeah, yeah. annual maintenance teams um some of which are not specialist plumbers if you imagine we might be called out to any type of issue within a property mm. so our guys are qualified ac technicians for the work that they do 
but part of that work, um, so we have our, our standard AC technicians that look after all the standard gas type um, AC issues. We then have an additional set of uh, training, which we, we take our, our guys through, uh, which is for chilled water. So at that right, point, okay. it's water pipes and there's a plumbing uh, element to that AC work. Yeah, yeah. Then they need to spend time to get up to speed on that type of chilled water work before they can even be considered to go right. on essential maintenance where we then teach them for another uh, like five or six days of, of solid plumbing training um, so that they're able to cover all of those issues that, that arise. So the nice thing about this Scala is it is an easy fit in the scenario whereby we've got a dead pump, the bypass isn't working for whatever reason, and that does happen quite frequently. Scala goes in, two connections, primes itself, boom, and we've got that, uh, that house up and running again at 3 a.m. in the morning. Nice. Yeah, so uh, we've got that. And then we had a, a really odd um, customer. Um, not well, the customer's awesome. The, a really odd failure for a customer, which was he had two Scala 2s, but they'd been installed really oddly together. Uh-huh. Um, like in parallel or serial? Yeah, yeah, exactly, in parallel. Why would they do that? Well, the oddity of this is um, you can, quite a lot of places have uh, parallel scenarios, so that that way uh, one pump operates first, they then have what's called a latching relay to then transfer it over to the second pump. And what this does is it gives you more reliability over the period because it's only yeah. running at half, half the time. Equally, if for any reason you have a scenario where one pump fails, you switch it over to the single remaining pump while you repair the okay. one that's yeah. already there. So yeah. it's a great idea. great bit of, um, of latency within the, the situation, reliability really, into the uh, scenario. Well, this system didn't work like that. Oh. It relied on the, the integral pressure kit inside each of the Scala pumps to back pressure against it. <sighs> it's rubbish. And then, interestingly enough, when we got there, one Scala pump was dead and the other one was leaking. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not remotely surprised uh, yeah. on, on this setup. And that is, if you imagine, that's a really expensive setup for two of those. Yeah. So we're now trying to work out, okay, scratchy head, he wants to keep his scars, but he wants two. Well, the only way I'm going to set that up is so that you have one as a primary and then with detailed instructions of how to swap over it were that to fail with another yeah. one that we basically brand new. So we're kind of just working our way through that one at the moment, but it was just the oddest setup. I've never seen it before. Yeah. Because I know back pressuring these units is not a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. this is, and it looks like it was a standard fit. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. interesting one with those and a great pump. Yeah. Well, you know what? On that note, I think it's time that we uh, we we pack up the door and we get ready to do it all again really soon. Colin, Wonderful. Colin Thomas from Essential Maintenance, and we will fix it Dubai. I'm James Pikeaway. It's been a lot of fun. As always. And if you've got questions, queries, comments, potaholics with a K at gmail.com, you can always get in touch with us. We'll get it on the show. Give you a shout out. If you're watching us on YouTube, let g- give us a comment. We'll give you a shout out. You can get a hold of us in all sorts of different ways. Thank you very much for joining us, Colin. We'll do it all again. <laughs>